News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Ireland's tax revenue has hit a record 48 billion euros for the first seven months of the year. That's according to Exchequer Returns published yesterday by the Department of Finance. So does this mean that we should see a giveaway budget this October? People for Profit TD, Paul Murphy joins us. Paul, would you like to see a giveaway budget? Well, I wouldn't like to see a situation where we have a 10 billion euro surplus this year, uh, projected now 16 billion Mm -hmm. euro surplus next year, 18 billion the year after, 21 billion the year after that. So over 60 billion over four years. And yet we still have a situation where, like at the moment, one in three households are facing energy poverty. One in seven parents say they're reliant on um, uh, food banks in order to be able to feed their, their children where more and more people are faced with the choice of heating or, or eating this uh, this winter, where we have you know over 12,000 people homeless. That doesn't have to be that way. So really what we should do is use the surplus in two ways. One, in immediate measures to protect people from the cost of living crisis, which continues. So for example, by increasing basic social welfare payments, pension payments to a minimum of 300 uh, euros, and for 350 euros uh, for those on disabilities. And then using the rest of the money to invest in capital expenditure that will have a long-term impact in terms of addressing the housing crisis, the climate crisis, and the health crisis. Okay. The Irish Fiscal Advisory Council, Paul, they already think we're spending too much money and they are cautioning, as are the ESRI, against us spending too much money on those things that you're talking about there, protecting us from the cost of living issues. And the reason they're saying that is because they say if we spend what may largely be windfall because of corporate taxes, that if we spend windfall taxes on current expenditure, we will create a cycle of inflation. We'll be chasing inflation. Is there not a fear around that, that so that you'll give people more money in their pockets, but everything will go up in terms of price and we'll just end up spiralling like we did in the 70s? Well, that isn't the cause of the inflation that we currently have. I mean, the dominant cause of current inflation now accepted even by the IMF is greed, uh, so-called greedflation, profiteering by the energy companies in particular, but also the grocery companies, agri-food companies. Core inflation, uh, though, we we exclude energy inflation from it. So that's not feeding into our core inflation level that we're talking about. But it is because it feeds into everything. The cost of what you buy on your in your grocery shop is affected by uh, energy inflation. So it, it doesn't you don't just experience energy inflation when you go to buy petrol or oil or whatever. You experience it when you basically buy any good because it's been transported here with uh, increasingly expensive fossil fuels. So you're saying it feeds um, into core inflation. OK. Um, yeah. But 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 the main thing I, I think like the options here is that we put it aside, we pay down the debt, we invest in it in other countries or we invested in addressing the major crises that we have here now. So, for example, in terms of the housing crisis, we should be using this surplus to develop a state construction company to build homes. That is providing the state an asset. And when you, when you income. say a state construction company, are you talking about local authorities, for example, hiring bricklayers, hiring plasterers, hiring carpenters? Is that what you're talking about? Well, it, it wouldn't make sense to have whatever number of local authorities having separate construction companies across the, the country. But it makes sense to have a one state construction company that absolutely has direct employment of uh, 10,000 uh, workers um, in order to be able to then provide homes on the scale that we need it. We have complete 
market failure. That's very, very clear. Um, that's why we have record rents. It's how we, why we have record levels of homelessness. It's why we're heading towards record levels of house prices. And the result is okay. everywhere to the, see. The, the current unemployment rate is, is 4%. Where would we get those 10,000 skilled workers? Well, so some of them will get them from the private construction uh, sector and move them away from building now, luxury fairness, hotels. Now, hang on, in fairness, if we do that, that, then the net increase in output and construction is zero. No, uh, no it depends on what they're building. Um, the point is at the moment... Presumably the if they're sector, building something privately, it's because they're making money on it. And, and, and before, exactly. Yeah, b- exactly. Because so there's, a, because there's a demand exactly for it, Paul. So there, there's a demand for the hotels or okay, a demand the, yeah, for the offices. Exactly. But as a society, we should say we reject the idea that profit, whoever, whoever, no, no, I'm not talking about profit. profit I'm talking about demand, which is slightly different. I'm saying, no, no, I said profit, Kira. I said they're making money because there's demand for it. So that means those offices are required by business or those hotels are required by hospitality. As a society, and this is why precisely we need a state construction company as opposed to relying on the private sector, we should say the priority here is not to have anybody sleeping on the streets, not to have anybody in emergency accommodation, not to have half a million young people stuck at home, not to have a third of renters paying over 50% of their, their rent. So we develop a state construction company and then we're able to direct it. Okay, the same and, approach and, and in terms of... Okay, we're talking about the 48 billion, but we're talking about a 10 billion surplus this year. Yep. How how much would you put into something along those lines? Because already housing for all, uh, I think its budget is, is is six billion ish. So are you talking about ten billion? Are you talking about the whole surplus going into that? What 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 are you? How are you? How are you adjusting this spend? Because there's a massive amount going into housing already. Yeah, so Rory Hearn and Philomena Murphy have written a paper in terms of a state construction company. And what they argue for, and it seems credible to me, is effectively a two billion a year additional spend on this state construction company would take three years to be up and running uh, fully and then in order to be able to provide housing on a very, very um, significant uh, scale. The the other thing then I think that we absolutely need to do, and again, is about investing in the future, is um, in climate Climate action. Um, the, you know, it, it makes absolute sense for the state to assist people in reducing their energy consumption and in particular reducing their consumption of fossil fuels. So the state, again, should have a state, a state company to roll out insulation uh, at no This is a separate cost. state company now. So these are two massive yes. new state companies. Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, because th- this is the number one crisis facing all of humanity. You and, see the and, evidence and, and just, the just lastly, around the world. We've moved away from nationalising things because of the, the high cost and gross inefficiencies that went with nationalised, I, I suppose, enterprises. You don't have any concerns about, about inefficiencies, high costs, what the taxpayer will have to suck up if we were to do that. I, I don't think there's any evidence whatsoever that's to exactly why that we publicly moved, that's, owned That's exactly enterprise. why we made them semi-state and then we moved no, it's, them. No, them. it's not. It's not. Do, do you really think... No, no, it's, no, it's not. Do you really think that um, the evidence we have in terms of reliance on the private market... The efficiency of, of companies like Aer Lingus of- changed entirely when they moved into the commercial sector and, and most people who would know anything would know that surely I, I don't accept that uh, the reason that we have we provide education not on a private basis because we say it's it's essential it's a public uh, good and we should be providing it uh, publicly the same should absolutely go in terms of uh, the provision of uh, housing we need to expand the public sector in terms of housing but also the, the number one crisis facing the entire world is climate change and that is a direct consequence of the fact that the decisions are made by the big fossil fuel companies on the basis of their own private profit. All, right. All of us are going to suffer as a consequence of that and with this, the rollout in terms 
terms of uh, wind, solar has been extremely slow because it's no, hampered it, by the very, profit very, uh, motive. Well, it's also hampered by planning issues. But but look, thank you. And thank you for laying out your stall on all of that. That is Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD. Let us know what you think. Is that what you'd like to see? It's entirely possible we could have a left-wing coalition after the next general election. Would you like to see those kinds of uh, ways of spending money? Let us know this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk. On the show.